always shining, features like a diamond. You could see for miles, tons of friendly smiles. The footy is to die for, you'll get yourself an eyeball. So do yourself a favour and come to South Australia. You'll love it. SA Quality Home Improvements. SA Quality Home Improvements. For service and advice, no gimmicks in the price. SA Quality Home Improvements. Adelaide Furniture and Electrical. Hey Joe, how do you keep the prices so low? It's second hand. Well, you wouldn't know. Hey Joe, how do you keep the prices so low? You haggle. Come on, give us a go. There's lounges, dining, kitchen stuff. Hey, Joe, you're not charging enough. Fridges, washers, and TVs. Everything electrical is guaranteed. Adelaide furniture and electrical. Off the Port Road. Seven days a week. Paint supplies, paint supplies, factory surplus batches. You pay less at paint supplies for cans with dents and scratches. Paints for this and paints for that, for town and country too. One call on the dog and bow, it's on the road to you. And when you see how much you save, you won't believe your eyes. Just off West Lakes Boulevard, we're talking paint supplies. Shop got done, hit like an arrow for the setting sun. Another day to go before you ease the load. And the nearest cold draft, a thousand K down the road. But then you hear a whistle. Geez, that sounds like Steve-O. Nah, what would your mates be doing out here? Bringing you a West End draft? Yeah! Came too early. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Welcome to Adelaide. All right. If you want heaps good history, a little touch of mystery, with lots of hilarity, Adelaide. Hey, thank, thank you. you. Welcome. Thank you all so much for coming along to our first show of the 2019, yeah, oh, the 2019 Adelaide, Adelaide Fringe. Fringe Festival. We are Adelaide. We are a heaps good history podcast and we explore stories from South Australia's unique and often hilarious history. We do. My name is Dan. I'm a born and bred South Australian. And every episode or show, I tell a good story. A good story. Usually Not always. I tell a story. Rarely. <laughs> I tell a story to my mate Tom. Who moved to South Australia at the age of 15 from the UK. And I bring a touch of the outsider's perspective. But here's the thing. Tom doesn't know what the story is going to be about. No idea. He knows it's a topic about South Australian history. This could be a person, a place, a thing or an event. Tom's hearing us for the first time, yep. just like you are. So, to be honest with you, the shows don't always work, but we've already got your money, so it doesn't matter, you know? <laughs> Close the doors. Close the doors, yeah. <laughs> um, we've also been... Uh, we also have these things on the table. That yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah, the, uh, the crystal balls. Yeah, someone told me the lights yeah. change on them and you can change the lights on them. So when Ooh. we do a good joke, green. When we do a bad joke, red. I think Excellent, we'll like a good. mood ring. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. All right awesome. But we, are, we were recently named the 2018 Historians of the Year, which is hilarious in itself because we didn't know that existed, but no, we won no, it. No, lots of people spend lots of time and money and energy, five years, some people getting a PhD. Uh, and uh, those people are idiots because <laughs> you can just... Uh, make a podcast with your friend and tell dick and fart <laughs> jokes and win an award. So, 
That's exactly what we do. So thank you very much. Look, we're so glad that you're all here. Thank you. It's going to be a great yeah. show. I feel it. And honestly, the average history PhD would not have this many people interested in <laughs> interested in engaging with the content. So we've already done better than yeah, most people. So. Like, Who's the real winner? Yeah, Yeah, who's the real winner? But look, let's get to the story. This is a story about South Australian history. Um, We cover any sort of history. Like I said, it could be a person. And tonight it is a person that we're going to cover. Um, We're here at the Crown and Scepter Hotel. Yes, yes. Last year at the Crown and Anchor, this year at the Crown and Scepter, I was a bit concerned that people would get confused and go to the other pub. There are a few people that haven't rocked up, so I can only assume that they're on... um, on Grenfell Street now. And getting really stabbed confused. if you've been to the Crown and yeah, before. That's, yeah, that's... <laughs> or yeah. high, possibly. Or just listening to some heavy metal. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, every episode we have a South Australian beer of the episode. Tonight yes, we correct. have the Pirate Life, unfazed. Yes, we're getting in there quickly before the uh, the, the paperwork's signed because these guys have just been bought out by, I think... No idea. Yeah, I don't know who bought them out. Possibly. Does anyone know who bought out Pirate Life? It was, it was Lion Nathan, yeah, I thought it might have been. Oh, so, yeah, still brewed down at um, Thebiton or in that area, but uh, maybe not for long. And it's the Unfazed by the Hayes Pirate Life IPA. All so, right. So, fantastic. Welcome. Let's get straight into the story because we spent enough time doing this. Yep, Tom let's do it. and everyone here, tonight our topic, we are on King William Street. Yep. So I thought what better topic than King William Himself. Okay. So, not a South Australian person, but had a lot to do with South Australia. Well, Clearly, obviously, because there's a street named after him. Yeah, a yep. street named after him. Right. But uh, we're going to get into why the street was named after him and how and how our city came to be. All right. So, let's get into the story of King William. Now, he wasn't born a king, as kings never are. Prince William. What do you mean, kings never are? Well, you're usually a prince first. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So, Prince William was born, been born in the early hours of the morning of 21st of August, 1765. Yep. In Buckingham House. Uh, he was the third child of King George III and Queen Charlotte. Um, he had two older brothers, so they were basically like, this guy's never going to be king, so, you know, we're not going to invest our time and money into this one. Don't worry about him, yeah. Yeah, I've got three kids, and I know what it's like with the third one. You're like, well, you know, private school for the first two, you know, yeah, nutritional yeah, yeah. meals. By the time it gets to the third one, you know, they get a bed. Yeah, that's right. They, pa- they get a bed, they're yeah, lucky. Pasadena High, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he spent most of his time... Um, uh, at Richmond and Kew Palace, where he was educated by private tutors. So Richmond in the United Kingdom? Yeah, not uh, Richmond, Victoria. He wasn't yep. a Tigers okay. fan as no, far no, as that's I good. could that's good. read. Um, by the age of 13, he joined the... He didn't. He realised he didn't like education and he didn't like learning. Who does? Tell me about it. History PhD? Get rid of it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so by the age of 13, he joined the Navy as a sort of deckhand thing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> So was it? Uh, well, he he came from royalty. So yeah, of I'm course. guessing he, when he joined the navy, it wasn't just as a raw recruit. He was a midshipman or something like that. Yeah, I guess. And they so. would take you on at age 13 because. Well, in the 1700s, people that lived. appeals to people in the navy. I think that was. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> That's what you're upset about? No, they took you on at age 13 because get um, worse, guys. <laughs> your life expectancy was like 24 anyway. Yeah. So in the they're 1700s. trying to get the maximum, you know, distance out of your uh, your kind of naval career. That's right. You'd have to at least try to aim to be a lieutenant. Uh, by the time you turned 18. That's I've seen Hornblower. I know how it works. <laughs> 
he was um, fighting in battles by the age of 14. So usually when they... Cool. When you're a royal, and you know how Prince Harry and all these guys kind of join the Navy or Air Force yeah. or whatever yeah. it may be, they kind of give you jobs. When he says Prince Harry, he means Harry Potter. He's talking about <laughs> fighting in battles at the age of 14. He fought the Dementors and stuff. Yeah, that's right, that's right. That's right. That's right. But um, they give you a job, you know, they make you feel important, but really yeah, you're not. Yeah. You know, you're not doing those Powder things. monkey, yep, basically. You've got to uh, carry the... Carry the powder to the uh, to the cannon. Yep, that's li- literally what their job was. Really? Yeah, yeah. The, the youngest kids on the ship would be their job would be to carry the powder to the cannon, and um, they had a very low life expectancy, obviously, <laughs> because they were carrying gunpowder around. Excellent. Um, yeah. But no, William, he was all in. He wanted as much from his Navy experience as possible. Okay. He embraced Navy Navy life and was basically just one of the crew right from the get go. He was particularly fond of certain aspects of joining the Navy. Just one of the crew. Just Just one uh, of the dudes. He was particularly particularly fond of the swearing, fighting, Mm. gambling and drunkenness. A lot of toxic masculinity in the Navy, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Big... Big issue in the uh, in the navy in the nineteenth century, and hasn't it, isn't it great that the culture's changed in our armed forces? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Gillette. <laughs> All right. uh, but he loved he loved. Being a Navy man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, all that kind oh, who of wouldn't? Gear. Who wouldn't? So he quickly learned how to drink. You sail the seven seas. <laughs> he learned to drink Put really your mind well. to these. And he loved to act up and he quickly earned the nickname Silly Billy. That's a shit nickname. <laughs> well, his, name's, his name's Will. He's always <laughs> acting up. Silly Billy. Uh, okay, Silly Billy. All right. So what, one story from his, uh, his, his night. One night his... Um, Hit me with it. His Navy crew... Had a few uh, beverages. That was what they called themselves, the Navy crew, but it was spelled C-R-U. I don't get the joke. You're not down with the kids, Dan. No, I am not. Um, So they go go and explore. They go off the ship and they go explore Gibraltar, uh, British Overseas Territory. Hang on, hang on, hang on. (laughs) Where do they explore? How do you say that? (laughs) I went to Modbury Gibraltar. 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 Uh, yeah. I, I like the cut of your Gibraltar. Oh, yes. Thank you for that. What did I say? Gibraltar. I don't know what you said, Dan. It reminds <laughs> me of the time when you said that uh, someone was a chiropedist when they were just a chiropedist. <laughs> wow. Modbury High. Your Modbury rate, High. Your rates at work. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Gibraltar. It's, uh, so it's an island off the coast of Spain. But um, it's been a British protectorate for many, many years. And during the... the well, mostly during the Napoleonic Wars, it was like a big station for British ships when... Now I know. They were fighting against, yeah, the Spanish and, and the French. Yeah. Now we know how to pronounce it as well, which is great. Yeah. So, look, he, he and his crew, they hit a tavern or two. They have a couple of... It was of in the news last week, actually, Gibraltar. Really? Of, well, because of Brexit, uh, Spain's like, well, when you leave Europe, we're taking back Gibraltar. And people in the UK are like, what are you talking about? No, you're not. <laughs> and it's like, well, hang on. Like, they're only being nice. They've only been nice to you for the last 30, 40 years because you've been part of Europe. So, yeah. Um, might see it kicking off in Gibraltar pretty soon. Oh, well, they saw it kicking off in Gibraltar this night. because um, Boom. Hit me with it. The Prince William hits a tavern or two and gets involved in a drunken brawl. Right. Yeah. Can I get a can I get a British accent here, please, Tom? Around what? Uh, Which which part of Britain? Uh, The thing is with Britain is give me the King William accent. The Brit in Britain, it's a very uniform accent. There's very few. There's very little diversity in in how British people speak. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, just a little bit more uh, specificity would be fantastic. Uh, Just King accent. Oh, Uh, okay. (laughs) I'm a I'm a prince. And I'll fight you. (laughs) 
Um, so news had got out. You filthy Spaniard. <laughs> news had got out that the king of... Uh, Not yeah. racist because that's, you know, it's xenophobic if anything. <laughs> <laughs> so the news had travelled that the, they got arrested and news had travelled that the king of... You know, Four Brin- fighting... In a brawl, in a drunken bar. Allegedly brawl. dirty Spaniards. Yeah. Yep. So I didn't want to say well, that. They were Spaniards, but, but as to whether or not they were dirty, <laughs> we don't know. Um, news got out that the son of the King of England had been arrested, quickly Ooh. got around. So they had to get the naval, naval admiral to arrange for him to be released. From there, during the rest of his Navy career, uh, Prince William was only ever, ever allowed on shore if he had a senior officer with oh. him. Yeah, he was one of those kids. So, that's, yeah. that's, yeah, see, that, they must have learnt the lesson from that because I think when Prince Harry was in Afghanistan, it was like they... He was allowed to do his job, but they weren't. They didn't tell the press that he'd been deployed, so he was just referred to as Cadet Wales, and people thought that that was his surname. But okay. obviously, people that met him were like, "Well, you're fucking Prince Harry, aren't you?" <laughs> but you know, because you couldn't you couldn't share that information with anybody because you know you were limited in terms of your yeah. you know communications. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew, but he was deployed in Afghanistan, and it was same same deal. They were like, "They can't. We can't have any controversy like him getting killed." Yeah, that's it. Or you know, um, wearing a Nazi fighting, armband. Yeah, wearing a Nazi <laughs> armband, or you know, fighting a dirty Spaniard. So yeah, it makes it. They've learned the lesson, which is good. And if you know anything about Britain, they always learn from their mistakes. So <laughs> that's history, right there. So, serving in the Navy gets him all over the world, which he likes. He likes to travel. Uh, he particularly likes the women and drinking that travels Who more doesn't? than anything else. Oh, tell me about it. Well, you know, so people he, that use Gillette products. <laughs> he served in New York during the American War of Independence. And okay. While he was in America, George Washington, who was president at the time, don't know if you heard of him. Uh, approved a plot where minor play, <laughs> minor figure in history, minor figure in history. George Washington approved a plot to kidnap him <gasps> in writing while he was in, you know, America. Kidnap him in, in writing. Well, so no, he, he wrote, wrote a story <laughs> in which he kidnapped him, but he didn't actually kidnap him. And he's like, and we kidnapped him. He's like, oh, it's in, it's in writing. It's, it's in a, writing. It's a so. little, little story I like to tell myself. So somehow word gets around, and he him. cannot tell a lie. So you know, it came true. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Historian. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so only problem, you know, somehow words of this gets out with the British and they're like, oh, you know, they're going to kidnap the prince. Ooh, we, yeah. we have to find him. Uh, they suddenly go, shit, we cannot find him. Who's let him go? Okay. So Who, so someone had let him off the ship yeah. <laughs> without a minder. Let's yeah. say minder because that's what it is. Yeah. It's like, oh, you've got to have an officer of high rank or whatever to follow you around, but it's a, it's a minder. It's, you know, it's a chaperone. Um, and he'd, he'd what, snuck away and, and gone on an adventures of his own. That's exactly right. So they're, right. Assu- no, they're assuming that he's been kidnapped. We're like, well, we know they were plotting to kidnap him. He's probably been kidnapped. How do we get this message back to the king? But no, he was just wandering around New York, unescorted, going from tavern to tavern just to have a couple of drinks and a couple of ladies. I did that a couple of years ago. That's fine. Well, not the couple <laughs> of ladies, but walking around from tavern to tavern. In New, New York, York yeah. enjoying yourself, having a few beers at McSorley's. That's what he did. Thing. So they quickly got him back to the ship. Oh, okay. All right. Now, Crisis averted. From a lot of reports, uh, Prince William was just as tough as any other bloke in the Navy. Never shying away from hard work, a fight and, of course, a drink. He was promoted pretty quickly, not because of... You know, no, it was because of all those things. <laughs> Not no because doubt. of who he was, but because of the hard work. He because kind he of didn't shy away from fighting a drink or fighting. 
So he was... Or having a drink. <laughs> towards the end of his Navy career, he figures right. he's, you know, starting to get older um, and can't keep being a lieutenant for much longer because he was promoted quite quickly. Um, and he realises very quickly that he can simply just do royal stuff for cash because this is what happened back in the day. If you became Boom. a duke... Or something. They so just, yeah, his weddings in Hello like, yeah. Magazine. He's yeah. you know yeah he's <laughs> he's doing an interview on you know on on Letterman stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, royal stuff. Okay, okay, I yeah. got it. So William sought to be a duke like his elder brothers uh, to receive a parliamentary grant, uh, but his father was reluctant to make this happen because William notoriously did not do well with money. Like if you gave him money, it would burn a hole in his pocket. Okay, what do you have to say about that, William? I'm guessing because. Uh, uh, <laughs> I had some money um, for being in the Navy and uh, just being generally rich. I spent it on uh, drinking women parties and uh, trips to uh, New York. (laughs) And uh, I regret nothing. But to um, put pressure on his father to ensure that he became a duke... Daddy, (laughs) make me a duke. William threatened to run for the House of Commons. Or I'll run for the House of Commons. (laughs) So appalled at the prospect that his son will be making his case to the voters. Okay, and he'd get into the House of Lords anyway, right? So it's like he's going for the House of Commons. It's almost like he's saying, I'll I'll turn my back on the family name and just go for... That's exactly right. All right. Yeah, so he's like kind of playing the double bluff on his dad. Yikes. Um, so he's, his dad's like, all right, we'll make you a duke. He was made a duke in 1789. Excellent. Um, because, you know. As I should have been from the start. <laughs> but he ceased active duty in 1890. 1990? No, 1790. He was really into Nirvana at that stage. <laughs> and he kind of, you know, figured, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe a grunge band's for yeah. me, you know. William and the, you know, hermaphrodites or something. Yeah, daddy made me a duke. I've got long hair and uh, play the guitar on the left side and all the things of that nature. So in 1790, he was just doing duke stuff and figured, you know... I'm, doing duke stuff. Yeah. I'm, I've, I'm out of the Navy. I don't know what a duke does, to be completely honest with you. What do, um, they, what do they do? Oh, like own land... Cut ribbons. Have 10,000 men, probably. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Walk up it, hills, like, then down yeah, them again? but then, then down again, yeah. And, like, obviously when they're up. They're up. They're up. And, but he yeah, really... Down there. Down. And when they're only... Like the joke's la- the joke's landed already. Let's leave this one. Yeah. I'm just saying they were neither There's up. There's a few nor of these lights going red. So they were green at the start. Neither up nor down. So <laughs> just, you know, it's sort of neither in the green middle. Neither green nor really. red. The um, middle of the hill. So he resigns from the Navy Navy in 1790, right. but he really misses the Navy. He's like, he doesn't like the pomp and all the show of being a royal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, he doesn't. He, he he doesn't like the pomp and show of being a royal. Yes. So he would rather be in the navy. He would rather be in the navy and just get his paycheck that way. Okay. That's exactly All right. what happened. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So Britain declares war on France in 1793. Yep. He was really anxious to serve his country and expected, you know, like, hey, you know, kind of let me back into this this deal kind of thing. Sure. But he was not giving a, given a ship and he was pissed about this. He, did, he was not liking it. So he gets wow. in touch with the Navy right. and he's like... So, so he gets his commission back. Yeah. But no ship. He gets... Uh, no, he doesn't even get his commission back. He just, they're just like, no, nah, we don't want you. Thanks. You know, we've got enough. Wow. There's, yeah. se- there's several reasons why. Yeah. We'll go through them right now. Yeah. So he's like... It's like when you quit a job and then you're like... Six months later, you're like, oh... <laughs> and you, and you, uh, can I get my job back? And the boss is like, no, we've replaced you. And it's... Yeah, we didn't... Yeah. 
We were happy that you quit. <laughs> we're glad that you're gone. So he goes to the Navy, you know, let me back in. And they're like, no. And he's like, give me one good reason why. They gave two good reasons you're why. You're a silly Billy. Ah, three good reasons. Okay. So he gives two good reasons why. And the Navy's like, first of all, you currently have a broken arm because you fell down some stairs drunk two weeks ago. Yeah, but he's trying to get into the Navy, not the Army. So that shouldn't even be an issue. Someone, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's not an That's issue, pretty right? good. Well, <laughs> Navy. He didn't have a broken navel, so that's oh, fine. So. Uh, second of all, one week ago, you gave a speech in the House of Commons. Right. And said, we don't need a Navy. <laughs> strongly opposing the, this very war. So, no, you're not going back into the Navy. Right, okay. So next, which, which war was it? Uh, the war against France in 1793. Don't ask me. I'm not a historian. <laughs> so next time... So next time he go, he, next time he gets to do a speech or the, in the house or whatever they do, right. he speaks heavily in favour of the war. Like, I love war. <laughs> war, war. What is it good for? <laughs> Absolutely bloody everything. So he speaks uh, in favour and he goes back to the Navy. He's I'm like, hey. sick of the pomp and status of being a royal... I don't want to wear a silly uniform anymore. <laughs> March around... Telling people what to do and then having them do it just because I'm me. So I've decided to join the Navy again and I love this <laughs> war. Where I can tell people what to do whilst wearing a silly uniform. That's, yeah. So, in eight, so he, he goes brandies. back to the Navy. They're like, let me back in. They're like, no, your day's done. You're gone. You're, yeah, you're done. It's not you're happening. Really yeah, we don't um, want you. We, you're not welcome here. So in, if anything... Um, we're better off without you. Yeah, that's pretty much so what they said to don't him. Don't come he back. Did not get the hint. Yeah. So 1813, um, he's doing a talk to the British troops because he still likes to be involved. 1813, in, you know, that's a big jump. Yeah, I so know. So he missed, pretty much missed. The... Yeah, I think it was just basically a huge hangover for him because I couldn't find any information <laughs> during this period. So like, that's that's the whole. Napoleonic Wars is that era. Yeah, he didn't so do much. So he's missed it all, really. No, he didn't do much. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he hated it. He's like, he, let me back <laughs> in the Navy. They're like, no. He's like, okay. He's like, I won't do anything. Waits until the end of the war and he's like, I'll inspire the troops now. It's like, fuck, we already won, mate. Like, he's, Napoleon's so done. He is inspiring the troops. In 1813, he visits the British troops fighting right. in some countries or wherever. Um, and he's... He's, Not relevant. Well, I, did, I, yeah. I didn't write it down, to be completely yeah. honest. He's, yeah. he's giving a speech and someone takes a shot at him, like fires him, and a bullet pierces his coat, but nothing else. And he's I want to know fired. why they took a shot, like what they're wacky. Every no, not time... the British, someone else. Not not the British. So I should have looked like into this an a lot enemy, more. An enemy yeah, person or just like a person that was like, oh, we, don't, I don't, we don't want to <laughs> like, listen to this. this, this get this guy off. Oh, yeah, get rid of him? Um, yeah, so... Anyway, he, he gets shot, but he's completely fine. Okay, same arm that he broke before? <laughs> I don't know, possibly. Oh, yeah. He'd had a few sherries and he's uh, <laughs> going down the stairs. So time goes on and he tries to influence politics a little more, realises right. he can't get back to the Navy, I'm going to influence some politics. Yeah. Particularly in regards to slavery in the British colonies. Okay. Which he did feel strongly about, uh, strongly in favour I have of, of course. So hang on, hang on, I'm just... He's a rich... White guy yeah. with power and influence. He probably has a podcast. And he has some opinions. <laughs> Look him up. I'm not fucking rich. <laughs> and he has some opinions about something. Mm. Okay. He's, he's very pro-slavery. Oh, 
In his first speech to Parliament, not good. He called himself, "quote," and pardon my, pardon my A pro-slavery kind of guy. Pro, pro-slavery kind of guy called himself. An attentive observer of the state of Negroids. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. This is the kind of stuff that flew back in the day. Yeah. Or, or, or with oh, Chris, or with Chris Lilly on the ABC. You know, yeah. Either is completely <laughs> fine. Or uh, now in Parliament <laughs> about a week ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Isn't it great how we've changed? Um, he called he, – he said, you know, whenever I observe them, they're always in a state of humbleness and they like being slaves. Pretty God. much. I'm glad you didn't ask me to – Read that bit in the voice. Could you? No, I've, I've got plenty more. Don't worry. So not. he basically thought, you know, slavery was it was a good thing. Um, you know how British people get when they or white people get when they get a bit older, you know, and you kind of, you know, your mm. nanas and mm. they kind of like, oh, not even not even when they get a bit older, really. Just, <laughs> no, just, yeah. just now. Yeah. So um, he clearly stated he distrusted foreigners, and that was his thing, or, particularly okay. anyone or anything French. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Spaniard. I thought he was going to go back to the... You know what? I think he fight, didn't discriminate against the who fight, he hated. The fight of Gibraltar with the dirty Spaniard <laughs> just goes way back to that point and that's, that was the, the kind of the starting point of all his uh, disappointment. Yeah. As I said, he was a ladies' man as well. Okay. I can't... I, I mean, I can understand. He seems like a catch, doesn't he? Like, <laughs> yeah. so like I can't imagine why ladies wouldn't be all over him. I mean, he's just like a old racist... <laughs> Navy guy with one arm. Think, um, and he was incredibly obese as well. I will say. Oh, okay. Um, so think yeah. Clive but, Palmer. That's Hi, kind of who we're Clive, Clive Palmer. But if he actually built the Titanic too, <laughs> uh, yeah, like a, a morbidly King. obese weirdo with a ship. Yeah, and why is he in all my Instagram ads? Has anyone else noticed that? Oh, Clive Palmer. Just off, anything Clive and everything. Palmer. Yeah. So in uh, 1791, William cool. we lived with an Irish actress. Don. Dorothy Bland, better known oh. by her stage name, Mrs. Jordan. Yeah, well, fair enough. I mean, I can understand why she cha- had a stage name because her actual name is a bit bland. Yeah. Uh, red uh, lights, thanks. So, that's <laughs> red lights. Um, the Mrs. was uh, assumed at the stage, mate. This is assumed at the start <laughs> of her career to explain an inconvenient pregnancy. Yep, the couple. Can you not call her the Mrs.? That's kind of a bit. Yeah, well, they did it back in the day, so oh, yeah, it's right, fine. Right. So, oh, she put a missus in front yeah, of her. Yeah, that's her stage it, name. She's Mrs. Right. Uh, Mrs. Bland or whatever she is now. Yep. Uh, they had ten illegitimate children. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All named Dan. Yeah, give us that accent, yeah. Tom. <laughs> thank you to our listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's also, anyone who listens to the podcast, we really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so all named Dan. Yeah. Um, uh, so their affair lasted for twenty years. So not really an affair, more of a long term relationship. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say their affair lasted for twenty years, <laughs> during which they were together, living together with their children, and, happily, well, and yeah, and so, yeah, married. Anyway, in the end, it didn't work out for whatever reason. Um, and Dorothy was given a financial settlement of uh, four hundred and forty. Four thousand four hundred pounds. Four thousand four hundred pounds, equivalent to three hundred pounds today, or about five hundred thousand. Yeah, well, okay. Dollars. I was going to say that's worth at least four hundred and forty-one <laughs> pounds today. Every more. single year for the rest of the children's life. Wow. Yeah. Okay. A lot of money. A lot of money. That's what's, great. William, what's William got to say about this? Had a good run. Had a good run. Money to splash, I suppose, and yeah, if they're not going to let me back in the navy, well, I guess we have to just separate, and I'll just give her the money. So now, surprisingly, he's he's deeply in debt, like a lot of debt. Quite, 
badly in debt. So he comes up with his next plan. Like, this guy was always scheming for his plans to get money kind of thing. He's kind of like that uncle or brother we all have who's kind of, you know, a bit loose with the money and always calls Like that friend that's like, we should start a podcast. And it's just like, I tell you stories and uh, you uh, (laughs) might take the piss out of them. People people will come. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. They'll buy tickets. So he comes up with the next plan. They won't ask for a refund. (laughs) He figures, I'm a royal. Um, I can just marry another royal from another country. Boom. Who's extremely wealthy. Deal done. Smart guy. Go for the Germans. Yeah. Great relations with the Germans. It's funny you say that, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Problem was, he was very large. Very fat. uh, Unrefined. Very (laughs) one-armed. Little ugly. Quite racist. (laughs) And also quite racist and set in his views as well. Also getting on in his views at this point. Yeah. so, Not getting any younger. So, following the deaths of a few people, it comes to light that he's actually next in line, you know, second in line to the throne. And he thinks, shit, you know, if I live long money, enough. Money, money, money. <laughs> yeah. He thinks, if I live long enough and yeah. find a princess, I can be the king and Boom. money won't be a problem. Cryogenic freezing, that's what he's going to go for. Anymore. So, he's Keep like, him going. he gets to a point where he's like, I will marry anyone rich and royal, just give them to me. Um, however,. Uh, yeah, that's uh, like, uh, yeah, who that's a, who a reasonable. That. Yeah, who wouldn't do that? That's a reasonable outlook to have. But I'll wi- marry anyone rich and royal. Give them to me. Yeah. William's initial choices of potential wives all turned him down. Wowzer! It's just yeah, like the navy all over again. Yeah. Like we don't want you. <laughs> Yeah. Eventually, though, a princess was found. Uh, she was very nice. She was home-loving. And she was willing to accept his illegitimate children as well. Um, all uh, 45. <laughs> all, yeah, there were a lot. and all, Some he didn't tell her about in the prenup yeah, as well. all named Dan and, yeah. So her name was Princess Adelaide oh, from Germany. There we go. Yeah. That's the connection. Or it was pronounced Adelheid, I think. I have a bit of a German background. It was pronounced Adelheid, but the British, you know, they do their own thing and they call yeah, it Adelaide. They from don't Germany. play by the rules. They only met each other a week earlier oh. uh, at, <laughs> funnily enough, a tavern on Bond Street. Ro- yeah. what, what are royals doing? Just at- well, having a few sheddies. <laughs> she was having a few sheddies and uh, being royal and... Uh, Looking down on the peasants and uh, talking about my time in the navy. So uh, um, she was a get... she was a loving woman. She was a kind woman. She was twenty seven years younger than him. So where he was like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take that. Whatever. Money well spent. Um, she was very caring in her nature, and she... she's got fourteen million followers on Instagram. So <laughs> why not? She didn't seem to think too much of her new husband, so to speak. What's um, not to like? Oh, mate. This is like that married at first sight couple, and you're like, what yeah. are they doing together? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. You don't watch that shit? No? Good. I won't, <laughs> make, I won't make any more maths jokes then. These are going to bomb, you know? Maths? Oh, is that? Is it? Yeah, that's the, the hashtag. Yeah. It's good. Get, get on, get <laughs> on it, mate. Um, she was a frugal woman. She made her own crown for the ceremony. Very frugal. Things like that. Like I said, saves she, me money. <laughs> she was 25, and he was 53, and he had a lot of debts. Yes, because he's got ten kids that he's forking out cash for. <laughs> Half a right? million yeah. for. Yeah. Jeez. On the day of her coronation, um, it was revealed that Princess Adelaide, or who would eventually become Queen Adelaide, was not too fond of her new partner. She wrote, I fear for the future. Quote, he yeah, a good start to a marriage as well. <laughs> I think my wife wrote the same thing. <laughs> 
Here is, oh, my wife wrote this as well. Here is this uneducated, Modbury High, beer drinking, <laughs> yep. obese creature. Well, he's lost it now, <laughs> so good on him. Trying to run a country with no sense of diplomacy. Yeah, well, well. <laughs> it's overrated. He's, he's Trump. And he, he's, he's yeah, Trump. he's Trump. He's yeah. fucking Trump. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, he's, he's, he's just Trump. And he wrote in his diary, uh, quote, she is doomed. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, he wrote in his diary, <laughs> fake news. <laughs> yeah, fake. She is doomed. A poor, dear, innocent young creature to be my wife. So they weren't. <laughs> Even he is like. He's like, in, fuck. He's she like, could have done so much uh, better. I'm going <laughs> to slay her tonight. She's doomed. Yeah. I've had a few sheddies. I'm about to. <laughs> Climb on. This is where the history of that, you know that poem, Fat and Skinny Went to Bed? I think this is where it comes from, you know? Uh, so, however, however, despite reminds their... Reminds me of my Navy days. <laughs> despite their unromantic circumstances, the couple... Yeah. The couple married and they settled yep. in Germany because it was cheaper to live there so yep. they could pay yep. off all his gambling debts. Cool, yeah. So, um, and the cost of living was lower or whatever. Yeah. Um, and by all accounts, from everything I've read from there on, they were and she both... was German, right? She'd say that was her. Yeah, she was yeah. German. She was a German yeah. princess, and he was an English um, king. Yeah, scumbag. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, the British you can't trust them. Uh, so agree. They um they were you know from everything I read from there on in, they were actually both quite devoted to their marriage and actually oh, made got the best out nice. of each other. Yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, uh, as well. So they're yeah. they're both royals. They're not king and queen yet, but they'll so, get yeah, there. Don't worry he's, about that. He's He's Trump and she's Melania. Melania like, yeah, it's, basically. It's basically, she's. So, I'm stuck in this situation. I'm going to make the yeah. best of it. And he's like, ah, yeah. So before her. marrying uh, Princess Adelaide, he had right. the reputation of being an asshole and a player. But together, they worked hard and they paid off the debts. What the hell is going on there? Oh, sorry. They worked hard to pay off the debts. Probably right. did like the barefoot investor or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a smart move. Ten percent splurge. Ten percent. Twenty percent is on uh, <laughs> beer. <laughs> might I add? Uh, so, um, uh, you know, they grow their money and support the kids as well who are living still in the UK. All ten of the illegitimate kids from the first marriage? The, it wasn't a marriage, but yeah, ten of them. Okay, sorry. From the, yeah. <laughs> all ten of the illegitimate kids from the first relationship, which wasn't a marriage, otherwise they wouldn't be illegitimate. Fair enough. And then supporting them and then having kids of their own? Uh, we'll get to that. Right. So then in 1830... Uh, king George, his brother, dies, which meant William was to become the king. His name? Nick, did he have a nickname in the in the in the navy? What? George? No, George wasn't in the navy. Oh, okay, that's good. That's right. Okay, so William becomes the king um, at age sixty-four. He was never expected to become the king, so they didn't really put effort into this one. So they're like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. So like, we... it's it's that it's the bigotry of low expectations, right? Everyone is like, he's a fat write-off. And he's yep. like, I'll show you. Right <laughs> off. And then that was his whole life. And then they're like, fuck, he's the kid <laughs> yeah. now. Oh, we should have made all those rules. Oh, uh, so We should have told him that we believed in him 30 years <laughs> yeah, ago. And now we've been in a situation where he's actually trying. So basically we now have a king who's just an absolute loose unit getting written off whenever he can. But he has a lovely wife who kind of stands yeah, in the, the dream. Right dream. Right the dream. So, unlike, however, unlike his extravagant brother, uh, King George, uh, William didn't like any of the pomp. He's like, I don't want any of this royal 
you know, business okay. around yeah, me kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, which, you know, people looked at him and like, oh, okay, this is, this is a man of the people kind of thing. We can, we can get behind this guy. So, in turn... He's fucking Trump. No, in, yeah, well, is it's it, exactly right. It's, he, they're like, well, this, this arsehole... I'll say what I want. That's right. This arsehole kind of like me. I like this guy. I'm not part of the establishment. Drain the swamp. They're like, oh, yeah, he's great. He's really, he understands us. And that's what he was like. Early in his reign, he would just literally walk through London or Brighton trying to find a pub wherever he could and the king would just rock up at a bar and be like, I'll have a couple of sherries, please. A couple of sherries. And and one for you and one for your friend? No, there's no friend. Just two sherries for me. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, uh, he was very popular among the British people as well. As Why not? They saw him more approachable than his brother who had been the king previously. Yep. Now, King William and Queen Adelaide. So George is dead. George is dead. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Beatles reference there. George is dead. <laughs> Anyone get that? No? Yeah. So. All right. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. Don't you realise we're living in a world where the Beatles never existed? So. King... Um, King William and Queen Adelaide were crowned on the 8th of September, 1831 at Westminster Abbey, of course. Now, Queen Adelaide, being German and 1700s and all that stuff, she was a deeply religious woman. She took it very – she took the service very, very seriously. Yep. As she she should. As she should, As she should. However, William acted like a complete dickhead throughout the whole ceremony. Yeah, (laughs) let's get it over and done with. He um, reportedly was drunk by a lot of people. I've had a few shetties, I wouldn't deny. <laughs> he was uh, described by those in attendance as if he was a character in a comic opera who was a drunkard. <laughs> yeah. He made a mockery of the whole scene and thought it was all a ridiculous charade. However, those in attendance said Queen Adelaide, she was... You know, dignified. Uh, very dignified, okay. graceful yeah. in, in her response. Just like the city. Absolutely. So Adelaide was loved by the British people for her modesty and charity and um, uh, unfortunately it got to a stage where they're like, okay. Kindness well, to the poor. Yeah, kindness yeah. to the poor. Took let's care make of puppies. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Very frugal. <laughs> she said, okay, well, it's time to you know, make a baby so we can have the next royal. Unfortunately, um, they just couldn't do it no matter how hard they tried. No, like was... Physically they couldn't do it. Like, <laughs> at this point he was so big. <laughs> Uh, it, just, it wasn't happening. Uh, whether it was that or whether it was um, they just couldn't have their own children, and that's how it was. So uh, her, his niece went on to eventually take the throne, who was Queen, right. Queen Victoria. Oh, yeah. Yeah, minor player in history. <laughs> yeah, so big, big one. so um, uh, yeah, she was loved by the, a large portion of their household income as royals was given to charitable causes and she, yeah. you know, treated his Ill- illegitimate children. They came and lived in the castle. What kind them. of charitable causes? Uh, probably one of those ones where it raises, yeah. raises awareness. You know, those yeah, charities yeah, kind of yeah. thing. You're walking through a shopping centre and there's someone <laughs> that's like, oh, yeah, can I, can I, can I, can I? It's actually like, you know, commission for a company that's selling the charitable yeah, exactly yeah, right. subscriptions. Got it. What's their name? I've forgotten their name. Focus, Focus International. Focus International. Thank you. Who's Boom. worked for them before? <laughs> Do you have? They're the worst. Oh, cha- oh Chuggers. Charity right. Muggers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Charity Muggers. Uh, so, look, she treated the children very well. Queen Adelaide and King William were yep. actually very popular royals at the time. They okay. couldn't bear any sort of children. Uh, she had multiple miscarriages. Um, they, oh, well, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> you can't make a joke about that no, at well, a yeah. comedy thing. No, that's right. Um, they eventually bore a daughter. However, she died um, during um, infancy. 
So, which mm. happens in, you know, if you know anything about history, people don't kind of get through that first stage very yeah. easily. Yeah. I think it's a thing. You know, unless they're called Anne. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the safest way to ensure. It's like Chris having a crystal healer. It's like you call a man, that's the safest name to go with. <laughs> so, don't worry. She figured- the, the reason why kids didn't live very long in the night, like, obviously, people think like germ theory of disease. Um, you know, it's because of, you know, all this, all this. It's actually because um, people now take their kids to the chiropractor after two weeks. <laughs> and the chiropractor flips them upside down and shakes them. And um, without that, you won't live through childhood. Yeah, so this is right. Fact. Science. Progress. Science. So until they started implementing that as an option, obviously childhood, yeah, child mortality was way worse than what it is now. So, yeah, just... Um, Make sure you take your kids to the <laughs> chiropractor. Get them shaken. Don't vaccinate. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming to the show. Good night. <laughs> so um, she figures, look, I can't have my own children. I'll make the most of uh, these um, illegitimate sure. offspring. She probably didn't call them yeah. that. But she's like, <laughs> you, not. illegitimate offspring number yeah. six, get over here, clean your room, <laughs> yeah. get off the iPad or whatever yeah, it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she used their name, illegitimate <laughs> offspring Number six. <laughs> Sorry, that's a sick album name, by the way. Uh, she invested great time and effort into these children as well. Um, she was a, a great stepmom and was seen by you know the, the community as, as a great woman. Yeah. Um, it was even her insistence that a portrait of their actual mo- mother, the Irish actress, hang in the uh, in their house. That's so beautiful. Was, that's yeah, lovely. She's, yeah. This is the, she, the portrait just says the Irish ac- actress. <laughs> wasn't allowed to name the mother of the children, but. Portrait was there. She liked the picture, actually. Uh, that was what the reason was in the end. Was <laughs> so, 1836 comes around. Now, right. This is where we're kicking off. Yep. 1836 comes around. Nothing significant about that year. No, nothing about South Australia at all. The word of a new colony gets around. All these, all these immigrants are going to South Australia, this land of oh. new hope. Yeah. No convicts. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, Kings William. King William's suggestion. Kings William. Kings William. King William's suggestion to name the capital city... Yep. Adelaide. Boom. After his wife. Name it after the missus. Like, you can't... Okay, name it after the wife. (laughs) Adelaide, we'll call it Adelaide. And uh, no convicts. And no French. (laughs) And there aren't really that many French people in Adelaide. There really are. Um, No Spaniards. Not many Spaniards either. Probably got him off the hook from buying a Valentine's Day present. Italians are okay. There's a city down there named after you. It's fine. It's lovely. Yeah. Festival every year is bloody beautiful. Yeah, it's a festival every year and some sort of round and round (laughs) erase. Um, Yeah, until the Victorians nick it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not bitter. So the city is being established by a bunch of British Beautiful. blokes, obviously, because that's how it happened. Yeah, well. They need to come up and name some streets. They figure, you know, well, we've got a couple of streets here, a couple of streets there. Now, Colonel Light had already figured out, okay, we need a, a north, a south, an east, and a west street. So they call them what is now known as north, south, east, and west terrace uh, as well. bit reductive, but... Anyway. <laughs> Um, but they need a few more names. So they decide um, the widest and most important street of our capital city. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm wide <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad important. you got that. Wide and important. Wide and important. Self-important. And, uh, and you can't turn right over it. 
uh, was were to be yeah. named King William Street. Perfect. Uh, with different streets either side because the concept they had is you should never cross the king. So a name goes oh. from one end. Yeah, that's why it's like on one side it's way mouth on the other side it's right, like, right, I don't know, right, on terrible right. directions, but whatever yeah. it may be. Uh, so I'm just going to give you the name. So they established a street naming committee for the city of Adelaide. Right. That, I bet that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> well. Street naming committee of Adelaide. <laughs> Fuck. Just going to give you some of the names because it looks like it only took about one meeting. Yeah. Okay. So who was on the committee? Okay, we have Gillis. <laughs> Mr. Gillis. <Yeah>. Morfitt. <laughs> Mr. Morfitt. Yep. Jeffcock. Yep. Goodger. Fuck. Gilbert. Waymouth. Are we seeing a pattern here? They basically got to the first meeting like, fuck it, what's your name? Was yeah, that's, that's Frank, fine. Franklin? You know, that's, you, yeah. you're a street now, that's fine. Boom. Franklin was there. All, Franklin? All, all the, it was either them or their mates. It was jobs for the boys. O'Connell. 1836. O'Connell was there. He O'Connell was, was a bit of an outsider. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, a yeah, yeah. bit north. That he fella. was out getting a year off at the time of the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, fuck. So they, yeah, they just went and named the streets after themselves. Yep. So, yeah. Hindley couldn't be accounted for. I don't know what Hindley is. I should probably look that up. Yeah. Yeah, don't. You don't have a joke, do you? That's <laughs> yeah, the dark hole. Just loved way. a bit of shisha, that bloke. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so get back to back King William. Back in, the, in his later days, he became a bit of a buffoon of sorts. In his later days? Yeah, well. Okay. You only Wicked. got worse. Right, you know how people the buffoon get his stories. Day, you know. No, no, no. We've, we've had the, the, you know, the down market. Let's go straight to the buffoon Actually, it gets now. better, to be honest with you. The, the aristocracy thought he was a buffoon. Right. Like the, the British hoity-toities thought this You're guy right. was But the ordinary people thought... Loved him. He was loved a legend. Him, loved them. There was royal fever. All, we were all about it here and yeah. over there as well. And the fact that he wasn't... He didn't have the, the graces and airs of a royal, but was just kind of a down-to-earth yeah. scrubber. Yeah, that's right. He's Trump. Love that term, scrubber. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's not, yeah. However, his reign was short-lived. Uh, he died in 1837. Who would have thought <laughs> that an early death was coming for this gentleman? <laughs> he did pretty well, to be honest with you. So what's that, 1830? So when was he born? Uh, <laughs> 1765. So he was old. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a good run. Anyone? That's a very good run. No, Modbury High, fine. 1765? How old? 72? 72. Okay, 72 over here. 32. Oh, okay. Did you say 1860s? It's a 1860s. Oh, come on, let's figure it out. 65 to 37. Thank you very 32. much. 72. That's, that's which, what I said. <laughs> which in those Fuck. days was insanely... How do you guys do that's Jeez. insanely old for the 1800s. That's Yeah, good. that's... Yeah, well, like the, average life, the average life expectancy was like 24 because people yeah. were dying of old age and fear. No chiropractors. Yeah, no, no chiropractors. <laughs> and there's a message in that for the kids. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, to make it to, to 72, fantastic. Very good effort. Yeah, good stayed to him. 72. Um, yeah. uh, Queen Adelaide stayed by his bedside uh, for the 10 days leading Holding up a his... pillow over <laughs> his face um, until the end, gallantly supporting her <laughs> husband. She's like, is she, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's uh, showing the love and, and, and uh, commitment she'd always shown. Yeah. So he dies yeah. in the early hours of the 20th June, 1837. When or... no one else but her was at his side. Um... <laughs> Conveniently, some Conveniently. might say. Um, yeah, very quiet in the room uh, as things came to, drew to an end, but, yeah. 
he died in Windsor Castle, where he was buried as well. He was placed by his niece, Victoria, who would she... remain on the throne to 1901. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Massive shit, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. That's the one joke I planned tonight. No one laughed. Yeah. Uh, what's funny about that is th- during that period, Fuck. like, <laughs> but like during that period, Britain did all the most. Well, no, no, that's, that's probably unreasonable. But did a lot of the most horrible and unreasonable things that would yeah, sort of set it got the world pretty up bad. to be so fucked at this point. So yeah. really, it was a colossal shit. Yeah, until yeah. Th- until Thatcher got in there. And yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, so, uh, however, he did in his later years kind of come around a bit. He left a strong legacy in the UK. Oh, that's great. That's lovely. Surprisingly, uh, he led reform uh, during his time in British Parliament. Not on the issue of slavery. No, he know, actually did. He prevented... Oh, changed he... my mind on slavery. <laughs> Adelaide's been a me here. She's <laughs> talked to me. She's told me... It was probably his wife getting in his ear. People, yeah, 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 absolutely. So Which he abolished good. the Child Labour Act, so there were no longer, you know, they couldn't use kids as... Slaves is fine, but don't make the kiddies work. <laughs> Let them have a break. Um, Until then, at least age 12. <laughs> then he abolished the slavery, or he enacted the Slavery Abolition Act of 1833, uh, emancipating slaves from the colonies. So okay, yeah, so he, he enacted it though, but he didn't do any of the hard nah, work. probably right? not. Because he was opposed to it. Well, he said he was a good friend. I mean, people can change their minds. He said he was a good friend of the Negroes, which is all, you know, when uh, you get a racist person, yeah. they're like, I've got plenty of, plenty of yes. you know, Negro friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm name not, one. <laughs> I'm not racist, but <laughs> slavery is a good idea. It's like, mm, difficult, difficult position to maintain. They're like, name one of your, your black friends. And he's yeah. like, oh, Tito, Michael, yeah. Janet, yeah. Uh, Kobe, LeBron. They're all, they're all yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Wealthy celebrity. Uh, and he enabled the Poor Law and Amendment Act, which standard, standardised provision from destitutes. Because, you know, it's a, nah, UK was a yeah. shit old back then. And, they, yeah. you know, kind of warm. And, and, and it's, I'm glad he's done that because there's no destitutes in the UK now. So <laughs> they've really turned it around in that regard. Um, and uh, certainly it's a, pl- a land of prosperity and plenty. So... Yeah. So, a man who was incredibly important to our city, uh, incredibly, you know... Well, one street. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, at least... That's an hour of their lives that they're never going to get back, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, any time I'm driving, I'm, a, I'm driving down it at night, heading to Veal Gardens and or whatever it may be... And you think this street is real... I'm, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> heading know? down to where? What? what? Nothing. <laughs> no, Nothing. The wife's not here, so I can't make that joke, so it's fine. And you Um, think this street is wide, and you remember why it's so wide. Yeah, so perhaps And why there's so many taverns along (laughs) it, and so many sheddies. So we never want anyone to go down King William Street again without thinking of the man who had a few sherries. Yes. Was a great friend of all the Negroes. Yes. Who was, you know, just so important to the city of Adelaide as well. very wide. (laughs) Perhaps most interestingly, though, Dave Cameron, uh, British MP up until... Yep, guy that fucked the pig, yep. Yeah. Yeah, we know who he is. Oh, Black Mirror, I know the one. Um, he was a direct... You've seen Black Mirror, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, awesome. first episode. Yeah. <laughs> he was a direct descendant of one of his illegitimate children. Yeah, so well, he technically, he Dave he Cameron could have been the king of the UK. Yeah. So, you know, if it weren't for And his... Dave Cameron was the one that decided that there should be a Brexit referendum. Really? So... Oh. So racial, it all comes around. Yeah, it all connects. It? it all intertwines. But also, yeah, um, there you go. There's the connection to to current, the present situation. There you go. And look, that's the entire story of King William, the man who influenced the city of Adelaide, 
Had a bit of fun along the way, got into sure. a couple of fights, but, you know, haven't we all? Absolutely. And uh, I think now what we need is a referendum <laughs> on whether or not we should leave the rest of the Commonwealth and just establish the independent state of South Australia. Absolutely. Uh, Who's for it? Can I see a green light everywhere? All thank right. you very much. Look, thank you all so much for coming just out tonight. blue, red and yellow lights <laughs> in, like, perfect... Hey, uh, we got one. Yeah, we go. Look, if you're looking for great shows this year, uh, check out the 2009 Social Change Guide by the Don Dunstan Foundation. Yeah. Somehow we got named in this. We don't no, know no, how no, it no, happened. No, not somehow. When we registered for the Fringe, and it, 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 when we registered for the Fringe, it was a <laughs> oh, section God. that said... Um, what are your genders? And I clicked the rather not say button. And then I got... No, because I was like, gender's a social construct. Fuck off, I'm not clicking anything. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a left-wing rebel. And then they sent me an email being like, would you like to be acknowledged as a social, as a social change show? And I was like, fuck yeah. So, boom. So, Adelaide, right. we stand for gay and trans rights. We, we, we actually do stand for that. We so, actually yeah, fucking we, do. We do inspire social change. And we love Don Dunstan because he's the man who saved us from a tsunami. From a tsunami, sake. yeah. Yeah, he held back a tsunami. If you haven't listened to our Adelaide episodes, we are a podcast. Find us on iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Yep. Uh, listen to, what episode was that? Uh, the Adelaide Tsunami. Episode 12, The Adelaide Tsunami, I if think, you, yeah. If you're looking for good fringe shows that do inspire social change, check out the Don Dunstan Guide. Um, it's absolutely uh, fantastic at dunstan.org.au slash guide. We're in it, so, you know, how bad can it be? Yeah, oh. exactly. Yeah, yeah, all right. Absolutely. And keep in mind, there is a show at the Fringe this year which is literally a guy painting a picture with his knob. <laughs> and the show is called Precasso, right? So... Personally, I would have gone with Mo Knob. So... Can I it see could be light? worse. <laughs> all right. So, look, thank Might you all for not. coming. We are at LOL. We have two shows left. We have tomorrow night, which is completely sold out, so you can't come along. Except for Heidi. Where are you? And Scott. I looked at the... Oh, Scott's not here. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he, bought, he bought three tickets. I don't know what... Heidi and Scott have bought tickets to all the shows. See you tomorrow night. We do have a show on March the 16th, though, which is a Saturday night. about ten tickets left. About so ten tickets left, so... Get along to that. Thank you all so much for coming out. We hope you've learned a bit about South Australian history. Yes. We are educators first and clearly comedians second. So that's, that's how we Correct. do it. And uh, is the West End the best end of the day? Thank you. <laughs> Definitive yes. All right. All right. Until next time. Go. Have Until a next laugh. Time. Have a lol. It's Adelol. Thank, Thank you very you. much. <laughs>